older. Because even people of 25 today are worried about their wrinkles, and we don't dare talk about it in public. Now, anyone who's got hair the colour of mine knows about the invisibility syndrome. My hair started to go grey when I was 35, and I immediately started dyeing it back to its original chestnut brown colour. And no, the loser lost all their credits and their debt. And debt. And debt. Slavery debt. stress. I said, that's it. I don't want to do that anymore. And I cut it this short and I went white almost overnight. And I became. Marie Antoinette. And. Invisibility is probably one of the key things about getting older because all our emphasis now is on looking younger. You need some dip. And that's what we passionately <laughs> that's what you we need. spend money on. You need some um, dip. Everyday Western media bombards us <laughs> encouragements to make ourselves look younger because you're worth it. Um, you know those. Face cream ads for what? mother and daughter. The and there's these two women in them. They're both about 19. And we're supposed I don't to get it. Like I don't get um, it. Who's that someone? That someone needs to get slapped, maybe. Maybe that someone gets some dick, too. Like that and like that. I want some fries. What are we eating? I need to fuck That's a rich bitch. Anti-wrinkle creams, Botox, That is a job. It's a job. Dick distributor. Dick. Never. Don't say that. Ever, ever, ever. Dick distribution. We could enable people worldwide to have access to clean. And we could stop children dying in pain and sorrow and still have 49 billion What does it mean? So what's it about, this obsession with looking young people? horny. Is it at base a fear of death? You're horny. I wonder if it's not more to do with an emptiness inside that puts all the emphasis on what we look like outside. An obsession with image, with how we perform, with what we appear to be, that's masking something. And um, I, I, I'm fed yeah, up with it. Try to bring you to I've the had enough points. Oh my God. Because it turns them on to see you struggle. Because it's robbing us of who we really are. It's robbing us of our sense of self. Evil. It's robbing us of our wisdom. It's robbing us of our usefulness. They like to see you suffer. Uh, and no, everything that you're saying is completely... Uh, I think it's cheating us the opposite. of the real contribution we can make. One side, one side likes to see you suffer, the other side wants to see you do better. So they give you money or something. They help you. One side will help you, one side will fucking pop your fucking tires. 
put some fucking poison ivy, itchy, itchy powder in your panties. Telling you. No, I should have never moved in inside the building, okay? This, this building? But how am I supposed to know it's a trap? Tell me what you mean. Yo, we gonna kill the fucking trapper, man. Whoever put the trap, that's it, man. I don't play. Whoever said, whoever said the trap, yeah, whoever said the trap is dead. Mental illness. I, think I don't give a fuck. That person is dead, bro. Count your days. I don't think that would that would be part of the fight the argument. I'm saying it's karma, man. It's not well. Not well. I never did. Get your ass up. Get your ass up by yourself. Of course. Of course, no doubt. So you, gotta, you gotta get rid of the people who don't want to see you do good. Because it's just bad energy. No, you don't want to get rid of them. Just forget about them. No, because they're still here. <laughs> you can't get rid of them if they're still here. It's like they're invisible. The truth is, it's alright. It's like a ghost, bro. Because just think of the person you know who has energy, who has real aliveness. And what, what, what does that come from? It comes from living the life we want. Uh, it comes from good health, of course. It comes from exercise. But it also comes from our... Our sense of our own sensuality and what we can contribute, how useful we can be. Um, and um, what my screen on to me? The world needed us to be useful beings now. Um, so just to go a level deeper in this excavation, if you like, of growing older, uh, what? Most people fear is pain and loneliness. Yo, I would be like, this is, uh, and this is um, my argument every day. We're, we're worried about what will happen if when we get ill. If when it's payable, there's no reason why you should be. We may have to depend on like, people you know, who might If I'm still alive, while I'm still alive, much. I can still pay. My but, mother, but my the, That's why I'm like, I never feel like some type of... Uh, and then my eldest brother... And it was heartbreaking. I never thought anything was worth dying for. So I think I'm gonna die to over some cash. The person that I knew and hey. That's what I'm saying. Because they check what you like, and then they try to trap you with that and say, "Oh, you owe me, you owe me," so that they can, so you can owe them all that all your life. Like the things you sign up for and, um, that you didn't know you were paying off your debt immediately, <laughs> like the ghost. Uh, 
we may be like, kind of like humiliation uh, with no, that's the quickest way to feel I just call it entrapment yes entrapment is illegal just some people don't see it and when most of us women that they don't even wait since friends may not be they take their shot right away people who look after us may not care like that well that's me developing the ability to for that love to come some people are untouchable. That's why you gotta watch them. Because they're untouchable, you have to keep your eye on them. Getting to my my room. Sure, we sentimentalize it. We put flowers mm -hmm. on it, but we put it in the ground as soon as possible and forget about it. Uh, unlike some other fortunate that teach people to approach death poison. with curiosity. It's not liquor. Uh, the Buddhists, for example, encourage everybody to no, really get a headache. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. I wasn't. I stopped drinking from the first sip. A journalist was writing an article about how the market was driving whole economies to the wall. I think he was writing about Spain in that case. And he went and asked experienced market makers what they diagnosed was happening. Uh, answer, we are range-bound with a slight bias to the downside. Translation, we've no idea what's happening. We've no idea what's happening in a Eurozone crisis being traded by 50,000 supercomputers. So, what are they 
is free from all fear will always be safe. And finally, from Islam, from the poet Hafez, this is the season to know that every thought and every action is sacred. This is the time for you to deeply compute the impossibility that there is anything but grace. This is the time to know who's wavy. What is the weirdest thing a babysitter or caretaker has ever done to you? I have a babysitter who will try to hit me, but she was 60 or so she moved rather slowly compared to 8 9 year old me, so she rarely ever landed a slap. She would usually hit me for pointing out that she was wrong or me talking back her. One night she tried to hit me, so I ran upstairs to my parents' room, where we kept our dog, because she was terrified of dogs. I released the dog, breed, American Eskimo, and shouted I'd release the hound. The dog ran downstairs, and having never met her, before barked at her, this babysitter ran outside barefoot into the snow, ran down the driveway, through the street, and to the neighbor's house across the street, called my parents and said she was never babysitting me again. Hannah had her I released the hound. Awesome. Well, uh, she let me play with her turtles. What the fuck? Oh, sure hell nah. Glad to see what one the of the fuck is going on? It's not broken to see this. I had babysitters <laughs> that were pretty well-known drug dealers for that part of the state. Didn't realize that until I was 18 or so. They were supplying your parents. BTW. My babysitter would always complete my Rubrics cube for me. I'd mess it up again. And she just completed again. I don't think I belong in this thread. Thank you for being in this thread. You are a shining beacon of not for head up bowser stories. Not intentionally, but I had a babysitter let me drink bleach when I was two or three years old. I was in the hospital for days. I had seizures and almost died. Damn. Did she encourage you to do it? Or just stand by? formed a conga line with me and my brother. I can't even remember if music was playing. We went around the coffee table a few times. What? You never specified what kind of weird. It's a good weird. I had a female babysitter who would take me into the bathroom. She would sit on the toilet with her pants slapped underwear off and have me be into the toilet bowl between her legs. She would ask me to hit her hair and spot every once in a while. He ran. He ran, bro. He ran away. That's not a police, no? It is. It's not a police. It's just dark, bro. It's just dark. I've seen this with my own two eyes before. That's what I see. That's what I find it. I always felt like it was my fault because I was a willing participant. I had a very good. If I hadn't 
One time I went to a club And then just random people started dancing around me like what the and fuck? I was in elementary. Oh, right? They were dancing so weird. And I was like, I was like, okay. Like, what's the trap? And then I noticed that the dude was doing like moving in the in the air, and then and then floor moves. Like, how the fuck you went all the way there? He's like, now he's on the floor. It's like you're being followed by. Camera crew. Or they see you as like security. Like you're. You're their security from being harassed. I think that's usually the people who are weak for sex. Very weak. I have to take Because they don't want to get harassed by other, other niggas. Or dudes. So they can stay around you. Because they know you're not going to harass them. They can't fight. So the kid would they don't want to fight. They just want to dance. <laughs> you know? Like they just want to have fun and have a good time with their friends. And no, no guys. In a sheltering suburban household, this may be if there's a fight, mm-hmm. but to most others in this thread, 
Depends who's fighting and what they're fighting for. You know? But me, I just filmed the fight. But there's nothing going on right now. Montreal. <laughs> it's everywhere? Hurricanes and floods. Hurricane, flood, and power outage. Yeah. But it's man made. Depressing buttons. And then it's making it worse. It's like a bioweapon. Especially when you don't control your shit. <laughs> you don't, because you can eat as much as you want. You do. And then your shit will come out depending on, on, on the ways. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's kind of like a distraction, but I can't tell you the, the name for it because I wouldn't, I wouldn't know who. Yo, you know how I know they're following me? I went to the store to get the thing. The thing for the hair. And she got right next to me. And she started looking slow. <laughs> Like I, I like I was like this. Mm -hmm. I was the hair parents mm -hmm. never made us take naps And she went right next to me and said the same thing. Like, who do you think that is? I have no idea. <laughs> but they look like feds, like like FBI or something. Well, I always say that they're all, they're all part of, of some family. type of, of they were really security mm -hmm. system or some type of, made me make um, out with her I don't want to say, she well, yeah. Or stalker, or just, could be just a stalker. But she then, I'm like, why you gotta figure out, like, where exactly what they're meant because they would say something if there's something just say something like if, if they have something to say yeah it's signs because they have nothing so they're just watching so it's something else that they're trying to hook you up or they're trying to hook you up 
to have babies. Mystery shoppers. Uh, mystery walker. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mystery stalkers. They're trying to find out who you are. Or you look like somebody else. Or you're famous. Even when I went to SAQ. All of a sudden, there's a lineup right before I get there. Like right as I'm getting there, there's a lineup that comes. I think there must have been a way for like rich people to get their groceries during the whole fucking pandemic, mm -hmm. or the whole uh, yeah. Because now we know. <laughs> it's because it wouldn't make no sense that they would all be in the grocery store at the same time. So it's trying. It's like they're trying to predict your routine. But me, I don't have a routine. So now they don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm unemployed or I'm a drug dealer they think I'm a drug dealer that makes sense yeah they think I'm a dealer I'm not a dealer I ain't no dealer I don't deal no drugs it's like the dealers are trying to say you're the dealer you know what I mean? Yeah. That's weird. To blame. Yeah, it's like a blame game. They'll accuse you of what they did. What they're guilty of, they'll accuse you of that. Fucking cycles. Like what I need some water, like some fresh this? water. When you say family, do you just mean your parents? Did they just remove the bathroom door? Or they specifically made someone accompany you to the bathroom? When you said, don't even give myself the chance to do this. Are you worried that you feel there will be an urge to do this to your children? I had a babysitter when I was younger who'd make me drink expired milk. She wouldn't let me move. That's what until I get. did so. For always being say, fresh I don't drink milk and always anymore. being their size and everybody six, else just freaking you know, bloated. <laughs> they grow on you and shit. They look bloated. They don't work out. They're bloated. They don't work out. They just eat Cheetos. Big Macs. They don't work out, bro. They don't like walking. They like walking to their cars. That's it. Because I'm CEO. It's a circle of bosses. Because of this, I'm going to try and confront her of what she did 16 years ago. 
I still know where her parents live. Hopefully she still live in the same city as me. I'm going to confront the first babysitter. Close bracket. One of my babysitters came to me. That reeked of bed. And when I would nap, she would make me sleep with my shoes on and my feet hanging off of the bed. She then forced me to eat foods I hated and would get mad at me. Or sometimes, like, they're trying to blame you for something that, that Brad, their friends like did, nice but they don't want to arrest their friend because they like their friends more. So they'll blame any nigga they see. They'll blame a fucking hobo, like, that's on the bench. Say he did it. Whatever with the kids. I'd also make sure that whatever instructions Someone said because you ghosted them, so now they're hunting you. Someone said they're hunting you because you ghosted them. Does that make sense? Because you just left the job, now they're hunting you. Yeah, but I always, I always thought that they threw that out in the pile of dust where they throw the rest of them. That means you were, you were the MVP. You were the best worker. So if you were the best worker, why was your salary shit? This was many years ago. Why was why can't you buy a Ferrari? Right. <laughs> so that's why I didn't think I didn't take nothing for it. To exactly. If someone else is gonna pick that up and wanna like, triple it. It's funny to read this now mm. and realize the female babysitters can be fun. They're cheap. They're active. <laughs> they're cheap mofos, bro. No, it's just like who had twenty kids playing in her living. You know what they really want? They want your body. They want too much. They want your seeds. They want your eggs. They want your blood. When I was three years old, I was left with a baby yeah. She fed me spaghetti OS, which called little toddler the but me I thought too. they were gross. <laughs> she forced me to eat them until eventually I duked. Then at nap time, I remember not wanting you're, to you're sleep. Cereal so she threatened me with a hammer. I, I didn't get it with it. You ate off for it. I think I won like actually at my house. My friend and I were staying at my house for a night a while, while our parents all went to dinner or something but, um, together. We had a babysitter watching what, us who was the older sister of one that? of the kids in our grade. Right. We were being horrible kids, here, uh, boys, and annoying the shit out of her by refusing to do anything, she said. She made us go into our downstairs bathroom, which was probably three. Five feet of walking space wide from counter to opposite wall and maybe nine or ten feet deep. 
Then she pulled the door closed behind her, so we couldn't fight around her. Them Pop-Tarts is trying to be disgusting. They don't taste too good. Okay, first of all, who put you on to those snacks? They're like a shitty. I like dark chocolate. I can't believe you locked us in here. Bonnie, oh my god. So she tried to give us a stern talking to, and then leave us in time out in the bathroom, but ended up locking herself in the bathroom with us. I was the weird babysitter in this case. I taught a six and eight year old how to make poop like objects by soaking brown paper bags in water, then ripping them up and squeezing them into little turds. We added little ingredients like Legos, marbles, twigs. And any other small object one may be surprised to find in their poop. We made about a dozen turds and left them around the house. The parents thought it was pretty funny, and the kids had an engaging art lesson. What am I watching? Hmm? I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know. Just try not to get a paper cut. How? With what? You go, uh, in, the, you go in the kitchen? Oh, no, my butter. <laughs> You need a butt massage? I don't know if it's you or my dog Terry. Yes, I do. I need a butt There's massage. There's a snake in... Yeah. Listen. <laughs> from the warehouse, they put a snake in the fucking... In the pouch. You understand? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a special order. Like, I don't know if you're a doctor, but the bone right here, okay, the special bone in between the bone. It's like, you just need a massage. Vibration. I think I can do like a split in the air. I'll give you, I'll give you a massage. Lay down. The French playwright Eugène Ionescu once asked, Why was I born if it wasn't forever? But life, if anything, is impermanent. Flowers die, stars die, and you will die. So if you can't defeat death, what if you can postpone or at least postpone the diseases commonly associated with getting old? Many people, especially in the ultra-wealthy in Silicon Valley, are investing money into companies trying to answer exactly those questions. Richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, the snake and billionaire PayPal the most Peter Thiel have both invested and in just there. In 2013, the snake bites you. aging research company Calico. Right There's also BioAge, BioVita, the Longevity Fund, AgeX, the Methuselah Foundation, and many others. It's sucking the blood from your ass. And you just lay in the market. In this case, the market for age-related disease and aging. No. Billionaire Oracle co-founder Larry Ellison has donated hundreds of millions of dollars to aging research. Bulletproof founder Dave Asprey has spent more than a million dollars hacking his own biology. I right now am expecting to live to about 180. People claiming to know what you ought to do to live longer is not anything new. Historically, as is still the case today, a lot of it just doesn't work. This medicine is a fake. Yes, I'm a fake. Yakov's a fake. This is no fake. I think someone saw me doing this. From selling dietary supplements to stem cell injections, there is already a huge amount of money being made. 
Right now in San Francisco, for $8,000, you can get a liter of blood from 16 to 25-year-olds injected into your body. By one estimate, the global anti-aging market could surpass $271 billion by 2024. Goals vary, too, from trying to add decades to your life to simply trying to extend the years your body remains healthy. So what's real? Because there really is new science worth being excited about, and what's just wishful thinking or straight-up snake oil? Surpassing all the medical specialists and all the hospitals in the globe, who's going to be the first to buy a wonderful bottle of Pytosol? If you look around for ways to live longer or look younger, you will be offered tons of solutions. Activated charcoal is the general longevity leader in research and extending lives in animals. I take about 150 supplements a day. This could eliminate all disease. This perhaps is immortality. Your bordering on like sort of like snake oil. No, 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 no. And some people, especially in places like Silicon Valley, are already taking sometimes elaborate steps to fight their own aging bodies. It's our job to disrupt things. We literally go out and say, isn't there a better way to do this? So why wouldn't we disrupt medicine? Because frankly, medicine has failed us. You see why they're following you? Part of it comes from the technology and the engineering sort of mindset that many of the people who have become wealthy in Silicon Valley they view human biology as something that can be engineered. And so I think that many of us who are biologists by training can look at some of the strategies that money's being thrown at and just say that's not. Are you straight? The science of aging, gerontology, is not but fairly okay, recent yeah. advances no, have I mean, changed what scientists suspect might eventually be possible. Today, if the question you're asking is, what has science proven without a doubt will help you live longer, the answer will not surprise you. If you wanted to ask me with certainty, what can I tell you can we do to help you live longer, it's the things that we more or less already know about. Don't eat too much, exercise regularly, don't smoke. But scientists are working on much more radical promising approaches. <laughs> there has been a real breakthrough in longevity research in the past couple decades. Starting in the 1990s, scientists have, for example, UCSF, discovered that you could change single genes in a tiny worm and get increases in lifespan. This opened up the possibility that evolution actually controls, in a sense, aging. We're starting to learn a lot about the biological mechanisms of aging the possibility of going beyond what we already know works to slow the aging process or in some cases even functionally rejuvenate aged animals and then hopefully aged people. We've got hypotheses now that have been tested in animal models but have not yet been demonstrated to have those effects in people. For the most part, researchers are focused on increasing your health span. The length of time you're not just alive, but alive and healthy. Living longer might be a consequence, but they say it's not the primary goal. Well, you know, a lot of people think that scientists working on aging um, have as a goal to extend human lifespan or to make people immortal, you know, to stop aging itself. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's not our goal, but our primary focus is improving the quality of life in our later years. So we're free of debilitating chronic diseases late in life. You know, if people live up to 100 and plus years, if they had the functionality of a 20-year-old, it would be better for everyone around them. So how do you do it? 
While their goals might be similar, scientists are approaching this in different ways. Know. It was graded or something. Because they want to shave, they don't want to shave their beard. Then the only difference is they're regulated differently. And you can reprogram an old self to be a young self, and it's becoming more and more routine. That's one category of aging reversal. But other ones are they're just they're just things that flow around in your blood. Many of the essential components of your body drop with age, and if you just bump those up, then your body says, "Oh yeah, I'm young again." And we're not literally engineered, you know, this is evolution. But mice diet two years, and bowhead whales diet two hundred years, and so clearly it's negotiable. One prominent company working in the space is Unity Biotechnology. It's raised more than $300 million from investors like Jeff Bezos and Peter Unity focuses its research on specific types of cells called senescent cells. So I senescence is the accumulation of cells There's all different types of stuff that they can target or attack. And then when you finally cells. I feel that class. They began spewing out. I didn't like the teacher. The teacher was these inflammatory factors and factors that destroy your tissue. And it's these factors that wind up driving a bunch of aging features and particular diseases. The teacher wasn't teaching. Understand what those mechanisms were. If you can intervene in those mechanisms, you might be able to make it so we all got to live vibrant, more healthy lives. In 2019, Unity published the first of its time data from a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial on humans, specifically using anti-aging mechanisms. The study was about osteoarthritis of the knee. Patients got a shot of Unity's drug in their knee, which was meant to destroy senescent cells. Our data in humans was the first. Then it was a small 48-patient study. This year, in 2020, we'll have 180 patients. It will be the first of its kind. My belief is that if those data are positive, that we took a feature of aging and sent it backwards in almost 200 patients, that is when things would begin to change. Unity is developing its treatment the traditional way, by going through the rigorous steps to get FDA approval. I believe that what all of us in this field ought to be trained, is to make medicines to benefit as many people as possible. The best way to do that is to use the classical development. The disadvantage to that is it takes a long time and it's expensive. The advantage is if you get FDA approval, you can be confident that there's probably a real benefit there. And we know what the risks are. Venture capital firm The Longevity Fund, which invests specifically in aging-related companies, also invested in Unity. People often ask us how big longevity market is. We don't have any earthly clue. I mean, a couple hundred billion is a number for a single age-related indication. Imagine drugs that combated all of those. Another company working on aging is HX in Alameda, California. It's in a much earlier stage than Unity, and its main focus is what it calls induced tissue regeneration. In the short term, it's working on a topical hydrogel that would facilitate healing and minimize scarring. In the long term, it hopes to apply the same basic ideas to age-related disease. Early in life, in the very early stages of life, uh, if you have a heart attack, your body just throws the heart back. And so we believe if we turn the cloth of cells back far enough in time, we can unlock this regenerative potential and allow <laughs> the aged human body to repair itself. 
the basic science is already mm -hmm. on the lab bench here. And we plan to do this with mm -hmm. FDA, you know, hand in hand. We want to work out delivery mm -hmm. technologies to get these therapeutics into the body. We need to test them in animals, and we hope in a few years we'll be able to begin them in clinical trials. But even if a company operates with scientific rigor, there are important ethical and societal questions that need to be considered. Even if we can one day make people live longer, should we? If you're living more years, but not necessarily more healthier years, what does that mean for the cost of healthcare? What does that mean for quality of life? How do we ensure that those, those years gained are years that people actually would like to be alive and are enjoying being alive and fully engaging in their existence? When I was in the prime of my working days, there were five workers to every retired person. When the baby boomers retire, there will be three workers to every retired person. If we live to 150, we will go down to almost parity, where there will be one worker for each retired person. Over 85 is the single <laughs> It's so sad, like somebody that's like of Americans. And that is going to put a burden on our health system. It's going to put a burden on our no, social security no. system. Still wants to live. Like, there's nothing to do, like that's it. The biggest concern for many is like that interventions are being developed as a tool do? for the wealthy. Investment Over. in such research by the ultra rich can be seen as trying to buy the one thing money hasn't yet been able to buy them immortality. Mm. This utopian dream of living forever. And I can't even walk proponents are oh. not just interested in adding what another 10 or 20 years to their like... lifespan. They're really yeah. looking for immortality. <laughs> immortality has been the dream of human beings and it's been a story like, part of our mythology since the earliest times. Like but it is a narcissistic dream like because I have yet to as hear a, a single race. social good that that a good race. But again, most companies in this There's space say they're to not this, actually bro, trying to increase <laughs> lifespans. They say they're trying to increase yeah, so the number of years back. people remain healthy. Is Unity trying to help people live forever? <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, first, we don't know how. <laughs> and even if there were a way, that's not the business plan. Do I think that the reason that we live and operate near Silicon Valley has something to do with this idea? The Silicon Valley powerful. You see how much weight I And this is already time. like a large, um, um, tiny, extra That is an well. easy and sort of entertaining mm. idea. I've never Chill. got an email from one of those people <laughs> asking. Actually, that's mm. not true. I did get one, but he's not an investor. Oh, you okay. Right? Increasing a person's health span is perhaps less ethically consequential than significantly increasing their lifespan, but there are still My important questions to be asked. You can tell based on what socioeconomic resources a person has, what education level they have, how much money they make in their job, whether they have health insurance or not, whether that's state-funded health insurance versus private health insurance. All of those things are things that also currently affect both our health span and our lifespan. So there are many modifiable factors of human existence right now that are nowhere near as sexy as you know life-extending biomechanics or medical treatments. But this should all be on the table if we're truly talking about improving the health span of humanity. These ethical concerns aren't necessarily reasons to not pursue anti-aging therapies, but they do highlight how important it is to have conversations about ethics while you do so. 
The United States is a country whose poorest men die 15 years before its richest. It's 10 years for women. The richest Americans lived on average three years longer in 2014 than they did in 2001. And the poorest Americans didn't gain any years. Lifespan is about much more than what science knows is possible. It doesn't mean these companies shouldn't exist, but it does mean inequality around when you die can't be solved with pharmaceuticals alone. There are scientists at universities who are every day understanding more and more about how aging works. There are companies developing real science-based drugs and techniques that may one day prove to successfully help humans combat aging. These companies are confident, perhaps, but also careful, and they're not yet selling it travels. There's a highly regulated to go through and longevity well, companies are not exempt from that. Well, but there are loopholes for things like supplements that are considered natural, or procedures that involve taking stem cells from your own body and injecting them back into you that allow companies to sell products without FDA approval. Products exploiting these loopholes far outnumber companies carefully developing aging-related drugs. The basic science is so exciting. It's inevitable to call it about it. And it's inevitable and the then they're making me have we'll try to offer up uh, and then they're sending lightweight electrocuting me. A little anecdote is this oh my friends of this You took out the aluminum the aluminum was to protect you you took it out. There's nothing illegal about what people are doing. So I think it becomes more of a personal question is it ethical or not as a scientist to start recommending to people that they take something for which there is little to no data that it will actually benefit them. It's like the, the lab is there is definitely a large number of people out there who are rushing to apply what they think they know about the mouse studies in themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they read the literature to the extent the that mouse? they're able to understand yeah. it, and they immediately <laughs> try to apply whatever the, the newest <laughs> discovery is from, from the basic science. The science is very hard. And it takes years to make the insights and the progress to build a medicine to take to people. Biohacking, on the other hand, if you think about the ideas that animate it, is that this stuff isn't complicated, that it's not hard, and what could go wrong. What you find is if you examine each of the underlying beliefs is that they, they don't hold up as correct. So will there be incredible science fiction-esque longevity advancements in your lifetime? There might be, but you'll hear about them. They'll be clinically validated and FDA approved, and you won't have to track them down on websites trying to sell you stuff. We're not going to add decades to human life from those drugs. It's more likely years, if anything. We're going to see just marginal impacts on lifespan starting now, and the presumption will be that those will increase over time. So you won't see a great leap to a brighter future. You'll see year-over-year -year small changes that add up. My expectation is that there might be a half dozen medicines I'm talking three decades from now, widely used, that target different mechanisms that target aging, and a series of diseases that are now inescapable. These will be features of aging that you'll read about in books, kind of the way a public pay telephone is now. It's like, oh my goodness, look, it's, it's a phone booth, right? It's this vestige of the old. I believe these insights and these future medicines will drive that sort of future. You just let it vibrate on you. Hi, everyone. I wanted to talk about my 
my people's <laughs> obsession with age. <laughs> it could be like an Eastern culture thing, like Africa, Asia, you know. They're obsessed with being young, right? And it seems like nobody leaves. I never see anybody above 30. Like, everybody I always meet, they always tell me, like, oh, I'm 26, I'm this, I'm 23, I'm, you know? Like, somebody would be 33, and they'll be saying, I'm 23, you know? And then when people call them out, they'll be like, oh, no, like, how could you do that? They'll even bring their parents, cry about it. I'm like, is it so bad to be 33? Like... You know what I mean? You guys act like they're three or anything about thirty. It's like you're gonna be in a nursing home. You're like wrinkled up, kiss everything goodbye. You know, and and then you see like you see Adam people. You know, like other people from other cultures. You know, like in America, Europe. Um, you know, they'll be like fifty. And you know, like they're in great shape, they take care of themselves. Janet Jackson had her first baby at 50, you know what I mean? Um, so did Naomi Campbell, I think it was surrogate for her, but she didn't carry it. But, um, but you know, the thing is, it's like, it's not like everybody's obsessed with age, and I think it has to do with like feeling you haven't accomplished much in your life. And just feeling like, oh, I haven't accomplished much, so I shouldn't tell people because they'll look down on me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's kind of sad, though. Um, it's like, if somebody even tells the truth about their age, people will come and attack them and say, oh, no, you're lying. Or most of them will lie. Like, I remember one time, there was a guy, when I was 19, he was like 24, because he told me, right? And then he happened to be on my TikTok for like a couple of years. He didn't know I was on his TikTok. Not TikTok, but Snapchat, right? And then he was celebrating a birthday. And he was like, and this is years later, right? He was like, oh, it's my 23rd birthday. So even like guys are lying about it. He didn't know because I knew him from back in the day, right? And so I thought that was just so strange. I'm like, yeah, you, that's just weird. Like you should be proud of who you are and, you know. That's why I don't like discussing age with people because I, I know it's a very sensitive topic in our community for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Anybody notice this? Is it just me? <laughs> I don't know. That's a worm. What? I think you have a worm. Where? Right this is 26-year-old model Sarah. Yeah. Kill She fell in love with. <laughs> Face, a 54-year-old retired child star turned entrepreneur. <laughs> I don't see myself as being in her The couple have been happily together for the last seven months. Some food you have to stop eating. But they have faced plenty know. of criticism along the way. A lot of people have come out and, you know, like, really? You're with that dude? Why? Now it's getting serious. Man, he could at least do his hair or something, man. Right. <laughs> he looks like shit. Ew, it's a big dude dress. <laughs> but some people, their hair looks like that when they just come out the shower and wash it. Hi, I'm Sarah. And it's Monday, don't forget. I'm 26 years old. On, on Hi, I'm Mason. 
Get in the shade. What is he wearing? He Fucking him, that's not my type. Yeah. 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 I just love the way they look. Like, I actually like gray hair. All the guys. Words. Looks like I'm grandma. Mason and I first communicated through Facebook. So I thought he was really intelligent. I'm not going to put myself down. I think I'm a nice guy. I think I'm a funny guy to be with. I think I have a lot to offer. But the truth of the matter is, I don't see myself as being in her league. So when she expressed interest in actually being in a relationship with me, I think I was as shocked as anybody. I think the relationship progressed so quickly because we just hit it off right away. When you first meet somebody, you and rich. you end up talking effortlessly, no uncomfortable moments of real silence, that's kind of unusual. And I think that she felt that way as well. He said, I love you about a week into the relationship. She said it back very quickly. There was no real pause or delay. She just said, I love you too. Back in the 70s and the 80s, I was a really famous child actor. But then the career with most young actors, you know, kind of fizzled out for a while. Uh, I owned bars and restaurants for 20 years here yeah. in New York City. Remember? Yeah. Retired for a couple of years ago. Really? Kind of mm-hmm. living the life of leisure. Really oh, shit. I do adult modeling, webcam modeling. What do I tell them? Hey guys, what are you up to today? I don't know. It's not just like a special thing, but like to actually talk to people. Examination. Yeah. Like, you know, people ask them where they're from. Is it any Sarah is a big day for the couple. Sarah is 
introducing Mason to one of our oldest friends. I use him a little bit because I've had a couple of accidents in my life. Well, if he has, I find that as a kid, the driver, that shit costs money. So it really is a bad thing. And he's got an apartment. That's funny. And it saves a lot of cash. And a dog. Broke niggas don't have no dogs. And look at his jacket now. Oh my god, he's shorter than her. So I'm really excited about meeting Victor, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Girl, you look like a bitch right now. You look like you're on steel toe boots. Like you're about to kick the shit out of the fucking... Who buys a little doggy like that? The people who bought the kick ass out? Chihuahua. They're like eviction time. Victor has traveled all the way from Boston to meet the couple. Uh, I've met some of her significant others in the past. You know, I'm really excited dog, to meet man. this one because it uh, sounds very different. And he wants his grandma. Yeah, uh, I don't think she's getting better, but it's so good. Okay, I'm really excited. It's a bad bitch that she wants. I'm going to vote that Victor likes it. You but I it's, already shit it out. It could be like a flesh eating bacteria. Hey, uh, good to meet you. Good to meet you, man. Yeah, like a flesh eating worm. Are you sure it's not a doctor? It could be. We had some visual friends. And then she reached out to me on Facebook. Just to say hi. Oh, those are the flesh eating ones. The one who looks like. Of course, I'm not going to see you. Yeah, this is. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, and even the night before that I was supposed to arrive, she sent me a PM on Facebook saying, I think saying, if, right, if you do an X-ray or something, but, the way, Victor, I swear to you, but they, they said the X-ray I'm, is $2,000. Like because it's pointless. If they're stealing your money live, yeah, it's just to know. And once you know what you're going to do. Nothing, because you're going to figure out that you don't have nothing. That's a good surgery. And then surgery, you got to pay also. I don't know if the doctors is for rich people. Doctors is for rich people. That's why they kill. They kill you if you if you know too much. Because the doctors won't make money. We had a wonderful conversation, and it's nice to you know to be able to talk to somebody who's also known as Sarah for. Basically, <laughs> Because I have the tools here. So it's bad that shit's gonna hurt. You have to believe. It's a blood sacrifice. You have to believe. It's a hero. It's a hero. You have to believe. You have to cut you. If you're an accredited investor, I have something I think you're going to want to listen to. I consider it big news. It's old news. Because in 1994, Jeff Bezos made the move to keep on 
needs to be job, when it's clean. Built right. We all know how that ended up. Clean air. A complete but the air in here is dirty. In how humans do business. Now, I've been following this shit for years. So I just kept it. Better to keep the windows open. More than 15 years ago. And maybe uh, you can buy it more candle-wise. So Friday, I was buying more candles. That was like skeleton. Bought Radio Shack. Bought Pure One Imports. Bought Dress Barn. Modell Sporting Goods. Steinmark. Linens and things. Franklin Mint. Large brands with huge brand awareness that were sometimes bankrupt and we bought the intellectual property, made the move to transform them into e-commerce brands. Some of the brands were bankrupt, but we bought them as what we consider distressed assets. I'm a big believer in keeping business simple, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid, buy low, sell high. If you look at these brands, brands like Radio Shack, 8,000 stores in America at its peak, Pier 1 Imports, when we bought it the previous year, it had done $1.7 billion in revenue, hundreds of millions of e-com. But as we know, people wanted to buy online. Jeff Bezos saw it before anybody in 1994. One of my mentors used to tell me, Ty, never be the first or the last to try a new idea. And so if you missed that first 1994 opportunity, I want to present something to you that we've been doing and an opportunity that might fit into your accredited investor portfolio. We've built a group of accredited investors who do these deals with Dr. Alex Mayer and I. By the way, if you don't know Dr. Alex Mayer, he rang the New York Stock Exchange bell because he sold his company, Zeus, an online dating platform, e-commerce, for $300 million. Shit. And now he and I are focused day in, day out on the acquisition we believe that there's value there. We believe that it's stored the brick and mortar that mm -hmm. was dragging down the financials mm -hmm. of these companies. And so we've set out and we've rebuilt these companies, put leadership in place. And I want to share with you a link below. Click like it, fill out just a little bit of info so we know you're accredited, know you're the real deal. Myself, my business partner, Dr. Alex, the mayor, or my team will reach out. We do weekly Zoom calls, private calls, and we'll share specifics on the deals we're doing so you can evaluate if this is an opportunity for you. And I'll tell you, these brands are a real deal. You know, about Dress Barn in 2019. We bought it from a public trading company called Asina. At the time, in the previous 12 months, it had done around six, seven hundred million in revenue. Some people said, oh, you're not gonna be able to turn that into e-commerce brand. There's just sales online because of the scores. Those stores were shut down, not by us, but by the previous management. And when we relaunched the website on day one, moment one, there were sales. These brands have value. That is our thesis that we want to share with you. We want to share with you many things that I can't even say on this video. If you're an accredited investor, click that link below. We do not share your info. We definitely do not sell your information. And you don't have to put anything very private anyway. Let us share with you what we consider to be one of the best strategies out there. One of the best strategies you can invest in as a private investor. And you know, stock market's there, it's doing what it's doing, but there's a lot of deals circulating that people don't know about. I believe this is an opportunity you don't want to miss out on. Like I said, never be the first or the last to try a new idea. Well, 1994, e-com came into play.
deals are getting more and more expensive to get into. We got in at just the right time, and we still think there's a narrow window. So if you want to invest and co-invest with us, click the link below. Let's talk. Let's get you in hearing the specific details of our next big e-commerce strategy, our next big retail to e-commerce distressed brand asset play. Let's talk. Click the link below. Damn, you're so wet. Yeah. Where we're sitting here now, having been married for oh. a couple of years. 
Hindu. She's really I'm sure she's a party. The age difference scared me and I was terrified of what everybody else would think. And now it doesn't matter. People still look, people stare at us sometimes, people make comments. It doesn't really bother us now. Um, but it did. So my family was the hardest to tell just because I was afraid of what they would think. I did eventually tell them all. Concerns uh that I possibly had were the difference in the ages, what's going to happen with financial stability going down the road, who's, who's going to be taking care of who. There is a difference between someone at 20 and 50, which is where the current age gap is in their 20s and 50s, compared to being married and then all of a sudden it's 50s and 80s. And that is a little concerning because you're in a different place in your life. Possibly. Yeah, and some people just calculate too much. They like, you know what I mean? Like, they just think, um, they just think too much. Like, us, so oh my god. So, okay, my please. brother Jimmy, he took it the hardest. No. Like, this is going to fucking happen. Shut the fuck really up. Upset me because what the fucking I was expecting him to take it totally different. Like, I, I just thought that everything. he would accept it and understand. She did not tell me the age gap. So, it was a bit of a shock for me. There was none of that. However, it turns out he is a great guy. It seemed to me like uh, they liked the same things. You see what I mean? I had no troubles with that. Like, why did I have I have to get together? Because <laughs> they're looking for a moment to jump in and help. <laughs> so I have a YouTube channel. And actually, for the first Why do you have to do all that? Larry has had a vasectomy. Actually, 
actually he had it almost around the year that I was born, which is kind of funny. And before we got married, I completely knew that he couldn't have children, and I was okay with it. We had talked about it. Larry didn't really want to have children. He was retiring, and I was okay with that. And then about a month before we got married, I went into panic mode. Thinking, I get it. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm getting married now. I'm supposed to have a family. And the urologist that we're going to see, name is Dr. Sondre. <laughs> specializes in reversals so he's not just a urologist he specializes in the reversals and the vasectomies we're meeting him basically to see if the reversal is even an option for us feeling a little nervous about the appointment i'm excited to hear what they're going to say but i'm nervous for the outcome thank you you had one child with a private partner you had a vasectomy after that one 25 years ago. Now, you've been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Yeah. And why did you wait so long? Right before we got married, I was okay with not having children. I always say, if you knew that this was going to work, and that, but that you were going to give birth to a 14-year-old, would you still want to do it? Are you going to have sperm in your semen? I think you probably are. Are you going to cause a pregnancy? Mm, that's the stretch. In other words, over the 25 years, despite that nodule, has there been anything else going on? They're here for a baby. So you're evaluating a couple. You're not just evaluating one male. Uh, she has a pretty high likelihood of getting pregnant by virtue of her youth with artificial insemination using donor sperm. Maybe uh, even if he got sperm back, if his semen quality wasn't as great as it might have been before his vasectomy, she has a better chance than would a 37-year-old partner. And that Larry's in pretty good health otherwise. So he's a pretty Mm -hmm. good candidate whether he wants to take on the challenge of of a child when he's he's 57. Only he can determine whether that's something that he wants to be part of his later years. Mm-hmm. 
we went to Home Depot to buy boxes to, to move things, and we got to the checkout line, and the cashier said, oh, it's so nice Dad's helping you get boxes so you can move your things to college. Honestly, I was 25, and she thought I was in high school graduating, and Dad's helping me pack up for college, and I was like, I don't know. It works, we'll go with that. Yeah. I waited 50 years for Mindy. I don't know how long the, the ride is going to last, for, for lack of better, but it was worth the wait. At the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. You have to follow your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think a lot of people don't understand that age gap relationships can be genuine. I love you. The majority seem to assume that there's got to be something else going on. You love somebody because you love them. These girls are the reason why I think it's a shooting over We've been together for just over four years. Very August. And there's 45 years between us. 45 good years, yeah. Were they good years? A show like this, but reverse. Like young boys dating old, old women. And you're like, I love her. Yeah, I love her. I love her. I love her. I love Everyone would love that show. Amazing, he's literally the best thing in the whole world. Build you a playhouse, a treehouse? 
That's your baby. Mm -mm. That's not your baby. Mm -mm. I think it is. <laughs> bitch was, oh, bitch was telling me, yo, you can't have kids past certain age. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I fucking tell her. Yeah, why are you telling me this shit? Like, who's telling her this shit? Like, canceled. Because they have to go to school family. Exactly, it's a family. It's a family. It's like you're dating her, but you're dating the whole family. Fuck no. Hell the fuck. Too late. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? You stuck with the whole family one time? No, 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 no. That's like... Just a cousin. Who's cousin? It's not important. Mm -hmm. Don and Walter have an amazing connection, an amazing relationship, and watching him be a father is so beautiful. The shoe likes the socks. The cat drinks the milk. Being my age, I'm not worried about being around later. I mean, obviously, would like to, <laughs> but uh, you know, Mother Nature plays a role in it, and I'm just going to take it as far as I can. After that, I guess he can push me around in a wheelchair. We're trying to uh, make him as smart as we can. He might support us financially. Those. It's 11 o'clock.